0: Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode.
1: And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The only podcast where the geeks drink and discuss a lively geek topic of the week. I'm Matt. I'm Adam. And welcome to episode 37. 37? 37. And... Before we jump into this week's topic, guys, make sure you give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, a comment, a rating, a review, whatever you feel like telling us. Free um,
2: stuff. Free stuff. Sponsorship deals. New topic ideas. New
1: topics. Money. Whatever. <laughs> money. <laughs> at Venmo. Okay. Uh, we're I don't think Venmo. we're on Venmo. Well, well, we're not as a podcast, but yeah. you know, because then we have to have like a podcast podcast bank account, and that's a lot of interesting work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright, well follow us at Geek Drink Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, um, OnlyFarmers, <laughs> um. <laughs> BlackPeopleMeat.com <laughs> But you gotta
2: be very careful how you spell meat. Yes, Because it'll take you to a really bad website <laughs> if you misspell it. And let's
1: just make sure, if you are searching for BlackMeat.com Please search on private <laughs> and not on a company phone. Yes. All right. Well, now that we've got that out of the way, um, let's talk about our drink of the week. Yes.
0: Time to grab your beverage. And join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week.
2: Adam, what do we got this week? So, another one you picked out, but I have been familiar with this for many, for pretty much as long as they've had it out. So, it's from uh, the Breckenridge Brewery, Fine Ales and Lagers. Um, they're based in... Out of Utah, no, um, they're based out of Breckenridge, Colorado. This one is called the Mountain Beach. It's a one of their seasonal sours, and now that the weather's starting to get a lot warmer here, um, it's kind of a fun one to have during a nice uh, warm day. It's bright and tart with pineapple, guava,
1: and lime.
2: Ooh, yeah. So, all. all
1: right, and it is. Not telling me how much alcohol is. 4.5. There we go. 4.5. So less than the porter we had last week. Always. Or as a, in, 20 minutes ago on yeah. the last recording since we filmed these back to oh, back.
2: just ruining the movie magic.
1: <laughs> well, that way they know when our second episode comes out, we're just a little bit buzzed. Yeah, like, we're, oh.
2: I think always our second episodes were a little bit more... <laughs> Loose? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is why we're on blackmeat.com. Black meat. Black people meat. No, com. Black- me? I like black meat better. <laughs> well, cheers, Adam. Cheers, sir. Cheers to this going off the rails right. at two minutes in. Ooh, very good.
2: Yeah, it's very crisp, refreshing. Yeah. My lady friend and I, we we enjoy going paddleboarding, and this one was kind of our go-to for paddleboarding. because are you know, going to have a really
1: good one. We don't make it anymore, but New Belgium made a... It's called Shift. Um, obviously, these are... What, like, Shit? No, Shift, Shift. S-H-I-F-T. Like Shifting Gears. Yeah, because of the bike theme. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had a beer called Shit. Um, no. <laughs> like... But they only sold them in four packs, and each can was 16 ounces. Oh, really? And that was my go-to, hey, we're going to go play a softball. Yeah. Cool. This will get me... Th- four of these will get me through a game, and I just... I played catcher, and I just had in the backstop, and you'd throw the ball back, take a swig. There you go. It was some beer league in my twenties. Oh, right. our twenties! God, that seems like forty years ago. It, it really does. I I know we're well, before we get to the topic. Just digresses a little bit. So, obviously, I have an eighteen-month-old daughter, and I hold her always in my left arm, and my shoulder is permanently screwed up now. Oh, really? I can't lift it past here without pain.
2: Yeah, I I just have had like my right shoulder and my left shoulder have both been dislocated multiple times.
1: Yeah got hurt back, bad knees. Yeah. My um, my collarbone popped in that shoulder the other day and I was just like, relief! And then like an hour later I was like, oh no, we're back. Yeah. You know,
2: no, it's, it's the, the price we pay for a
1: misspent youth.
2: Yes. And we won't go into Adam's misspent youth.
1: <laughs> or Adam's misspent 30s. It's going to be Adam's misspent 40s. Oh god. <laughs> All right. There we go. Well, before we um, we... Talk about days gone by and the old yonder times. It's time to talk about our topic of the week.
0: What are the geeks going to talk about this week?
1: And this week, as promised, we're we're back. We're back with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And before we do a deep dive into Volume 2, Adam, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. And well, how you That's a very rude thing to call Pip. I know he's a chihuahua, but he's, fat. <laughs> he's a fat chihuahua. He's a potato. He's our he's
2: our new mascot. So if you <laughs> hear a little little chihuahua in
1: the background, Pip is our new mascot. <laughs> but that's not the elephant in the room. Yeah, we're talking about our last week of March Madness is time yes. to reveal the results. Okay. So for those of you who remember or don't remember. We had a three-way bracket on blackmeat.com. Sorry. (laughs) We had a three-way bracket between Adam, JV, and myself. Yes. And our finals was Justin, or JV, who is not here today. He had Chrono Trigger. Yep. Adam, you had... Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls. Skyrim. And I had Assassin's Creed 2. So... In third place, with a measly 16 votes, Assassin's Creed 2. Oh, So, two weeks in a row I've lost. Yes. In second place, 23 votes, Chrono Trigger. Yes! Which means, Adam, you won two of the four weeks, with Elder Scrolls having 49 votes. So, um, next year we will have to put some wagers on it, since... You want to? I want to. Yeah, we'll have to like a shot per loss or something. Ooh, that could be dangerous. Especially if we're on video by that point, it yeah. watch. Watch your host get sloshed when we'll <laughs> March Madness. <relax>. <laughs> Pull over! Pull over! How much was my black meat subscription this week? <laughs> not, not a sponsor, not
2: yet. That that would be hilarious if they. <laughs> hey, we'd like to sponsor you.
1: As long <laughs> as they don't have to test Can't. out your product. that's <laughs> fine. Uh, Alright, folks. Well, much like our, a lot of our podcasts, we're off the rails, but we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 today. Yes. Um So let's dive right into it. We talked about Volume 1 a couple weeks ago. Volume 2 picks up oh. six months after Volume 1. Yes. And we have a lot of our returning cast. Obviously, we have Chris Pratt. We have Zoe Saldana. We have... Dave Bautista Vin Diesel as Baby Groot. Yes, this is
2: another cute little baby thing.
1: Yeah, but this one, you know, doesn't have the force, but it has bombs.
2: Yes, um, but uh, I guess, uh, but we get um, like Karen Gillan returns, bigger role. Yeah. Um, Michael
1: we, Rooker. Michael Rooker. Vester Sloane makes an appearance.
2: Um, um, Kurt Russell makes a Kurt very Russell big Kurt Russell is huge um, he's great in it
1: um, uh, you have Palm Clementef. yeah this the is the mantis yeah
2: the, kind of her first uh, foray as the character yeah and um, she
1: is um, this is really all she's really done she's done um, a couple movies here and there but she um, was a French actress and did a lot of French independent movies before, prior to this mm-hmm
2: but yeah, she was fantastic. Um, but yeah, you definitely get to the one thing I will say, and and a brief um, cameo by Jädu Hasselhoff, also known as David Hasselhoff.
1: Yes, <laughs> I was waiting for you to clarify for the for our. Um, uh, that's what uh, the they um, call audiences. Them. Yeah,
2: that's what they the that's what uh, Gamora calls him. Because there's always this, like, running gag amongst, like, the crew where they mm-hmm. all mispronounce things. <laughs> so, yeah. it was
1: funny. So, we've also got um, Sean Gunn is back as Craglin And the body double of Rocket. Yep. We've got some cameos from Seth Green. Um, we've got... Well, I guess he's technically back. Cause yeah. He, he had a cameo in the came first. first one. Yeah. Um, we got... Ving Rames and a cameo, Michelle Yo, uh, Michael Cyrus, Morris, Miley Cyrus, yeah. yeah. A lot of big name, real quick actors. Um So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, for those of you who are not as well versed in the MCU as me and Adam probably are, so even though it's taking place very close to Infinity War, um it is Five or six years still in the universe from Infinity War.
2: Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, Which is why you kind of have
1: a, a teenage Groot in
2: Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess let's get out with the beginning, the first introduction of Baby Groot. Yes. He's the cutest thing on the planet. Oh, and that was
1: a great. And okay, I know we're going to talk about the music because the music in this movie is top notch as well as it was okay. in the last one. But playing Blue Sky, well, they're all. Having this battle, and of course, since Baby Groot's you know all of six inches tall, and everything looks so humongous behind him.
2: But it's funny; it's all this whole battle scene is happening in the background, and Groot's just dancing around or chasing one of the like rats or eating a
1: bug and like just yeah being a kid. And then every time tying back into the post-credit scene from the last movie. You've been, Drax looks at him. He's still. Yeah. Drax is laying on the floor, about to be shot, looking at him, and he's still just frozen yeah. until Drax
2: breaks the speakers, and yeah. Groot just starts punching him, punching him and <laughs> wailing on him. Is, oh! <laughs> but funny little backstory on that. Apparently, James Gunn did mocap and choreographed the Groot dance. Okay. Yeah. So. I, I saw that on IMDb trivia when I was rewatching it, and I was just like, "What? <laughs> That's so cool!" But yeah, it's just this hilarious like opening, much like the opening of the first one, where it's Star Lord dancing to a song while he's trying to get into the that vault.
1: Yeah, to get the Power Stone. Yeah,
2: but it was just kind of a fun little like. There's this crazy battle going on behind him. And Groot's just dancing away, and then the speakers break, and that's when the action goes back to um, what's going on with the rest of the Guardians. Um, which was kind of nice because I felt like if they carried it on for too long, it would have probably gotten a little stale.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we you know we have the Guardians on. Uh, what's the planet they're on? um the sovereign planet. the sovereign planet yeah is, is is it just called sovereign i, I don't know i'm no. just gonna call it the sovereign planet um which are gonna come into play more in the <clears throat> third three. one and they played a pretty big part in volume two yeah um they're this golden people who view themselves as higher than all of the yeah like alive more
2: superior because they're like genetically engineered for a specific perfection, Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: and the guardians, of course, steal one of their sacred batteries. Thank you. I think He
2: steals a couple of them. <laughs>
1: yeah, which obviously play a big role later in the movie as well. Yes. Um, and they get attacked by the fleet, and yeah, and then they uh, they have to escape. They escape, and Drax is jumping out the back of the ship in a spacesuit, which I like their spacesuits. Did you see that little detail where it was like spacesuits for emergencies
2: or, or fun? Um, <laughs> yep, yep. Like
1: I saw that. Um, I like their spacesuit the way they use them in this one, because it's yeah. like, hey, let's just put this personal force field on and it. it would make go. sense
2: for like a more advanced civilization to yeah. do this. And the one thing I will I, I wanted to get into before we go too far is this one gave uh, this volume two gave it more you get more backstory, more depth, more lore to the galaxy. Oh yeah. Like you get to see just so much more more stuff so that was fun but yeah you get
1: and is this like the first one when they talk about like the jump points yeah they really talk about the jump points they kind of introduce it a little bit which i still have questions about because it's just just random portal everywhere in well i think that. it's
2: almost like almost like if you think about like some sort of wormhole yeah, or some just, sort of no. anomaly that is in a fixed position but you have to jump through that and then
1: it Takes you and you have to go through certain X jump points to get to somewhere because
2: exactly, and
1: yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting concept. Um, and you see it play a part in Captain Marvel, you now see it a lot in the MCU as well.
2: Yeah, you, you definitely got it more in uh, like in and Thor, and like got, Endgame, yeah. and Thor. It's it, I think, once they kind of establish like how certain like non godlike yeah. species with access to a Rainbow Bridge <laughs> has to traverse, yeah. yeah. So I liked that, it, but it, yeah, it just added more kind of depth detail to everything.
1: Uh, yeah, and then you know we were introduced to uh, we're reintroduced to uh, Nebula, yes, who is not so much a side character now. She's got a little bit more meat to her, a little bit more, yeah,
2: and which um, comes to play because you definitely, I think. Also, a big thing is, with this one is you definitely get more connections and infighting and story between the group. Between you these do, characters. It's only been six
1: months for them. They're still trying to figure out how they...
2: How they work together. How they fit together. Yeah. Because yeah. Rocket's still Hotshot
1: Rocket. Hotshot Rocket.
2: Peter is Peter. He's trying to be the, the macho man of the group still. Yeah. And then you have... Drax just being Drax <laughs> yeah
1: and, and, you, and going back to Peter you've got Peter who is obviously spent the past six months trying to impress Gamora yeah I mean he takes the shirt off and he's pretty buff Chris Pratt still yeah um, and then you know you've got Gamora who is softened up a little bit but she also is she's not the leader per se like Star Lord is but she's definitely the leader I think she's kind of the, like the more of the group. group. Yeah, she,
2: more the serious one.
1: Well, yeah, you got that point after they crash land on that planet where she gets out and she's basically lecturing everyone like, "You're a moron. You could have gotten us. You could let him fly. He would have got us through the minefield. You're a moron because he could have flown it and let us be a, uh, get us through the minefield." Yeah. Stop being the alpha male and just work together. Yeah.
2: And <laughs> what was the line? It's like. If you were flying with your brains and not the thing between your legs, we oh, wouldn't yeah. be here. <laughs> He's if, like... If the thing between my legs
1: had a hand, it could have got us here, too. I would have gotten us here, definitely. <laughs>
2: but, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so pretty much they, they piss off the Sovereigns. They get chased through... Uh, uh, Or it's an asteroid field. Quantum asteroid field. Quantum asteroid field, which was kind of funny. Yeah. Just where, like, asteroids would, like, poof and then poof into a different spot. So that was fun.
1: Well, Um, not only that, but you've got them, they fly through this whole thing. The ship's getting beat up. They get to the other side, like, we're almost there. And it's like all the other ships just went around. Yeah. And met them. And they're like, oh, that makes sense.
2: Yeah. And it just kind of adds to the whole sort of they are not... They don't really aren't working cohesively yeah. as a team, um, but uh, this is the first time you really get more information about uh, Star Lord's dad, Ego. Ego yeah, um, which, you get kind of a brief pre-credit scene where you get to meet a digitally de-aged Kurt which Russell. Looks pretty good. Yeah, it looked fine. Same actress that played his mom in the yep. first one. Um, but yeah, it looked pretty good, but you find out, like, hey, Ego helped them out of a bind. He finally found Peter. Um, you meet Mantis. You meet Mantis for the first time, and you have, like, a fun little thing where they were like, he was like, hey, your ship's crashed. Rocket.
1: He's replicating Groot, a new one piece by piece. Yeah. yeah
2: Rocket, Groot, and um, Nebula are gonna stay with the ship. And, uh, the rest of the group is going to go to go with Ego to investigate Ego.
1: yeah <laughs> and we already know that he's now Quill's dad at mm-hmm. this point yep. um, but quick side note on Ego so Ego his rights actually belong to Fox
2: yeah I was reading that
1: and um, Marvel or, or the MCU had rights to Negasonic Teenage Warrior and for them Negasonic
2: Teenage Warhead Warhead
1: yes and so they swap rights that way. She could be in Deadpool, and he could be in Guardians. Yes.
2: So that that was a interesting little backstory. But uh, you also get more um, story with the Ravengers.
1: Yeah, you get a lot more of their culture. Yeah. Because it it, it flashes to um, Yondu on this planet with robot prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Which is like a party like yeah, planet, like oh, bought, big uh, Vegas. Did you know where you bought those? prostitutes from yeah oh they talk about it they talk about it he bought it up blackmeat.com okay <laughs> black people meat dot com. I told you black meat works better no
2: <laughs> but um, but yeah so you start to get like more information about the the ravengers lore their kind of hierarchy you find out that Yondu's ravenger group Isn't is now t- excommunicated yeah. well like has been for a while. Um, because Yondu broke their code and you know, the code was
1: they don't like... They do a lot of nefarious things but you don't sell kids. Yeah.
2: And so um, you see Yondu kind of starting to feel like kind of remorseful about this stuff. Um, but yeah. Um, so you start to see again, it's just more, more more Guardians, more stuff. Um, but then you get a lot of beautiful moments. Uh, you really start to see the chemistry between like uh, Drax and Mantis. Yes. I think they play off each other really well because um, they're kind of similar characters. Um, in a way, Like Mantis is very naive and young, whereas Drax is very... Clueless and old <laughs> and older, um, but I do like the moments like when he's just like,
1: "You are hideous." <laughs> yeah. Well, and it and we've talked about obviously in the holiday special, this is kind of the beginning of that relationship building for them. Yeah. And it, it shows what a good pairing they are, um, in in the team. You know, yeah. we have and like we talked about the teams kind of got these pairings where you've got Star Lord and Gamora. You've got Rocket, Rocket and Groot. Groot. Now you've got Drax with his partner being Mantis. Yeah.
2: Um, and it's not necessarily like a romantic thing.
1: Yeah, how that work with Rocket and Groot? No, no, I'm talking about <laughs>
2: Mantis and Drax. Yeah. <laughs> you perv. <laughs>
1: well, I, I was just saying because you've got Star-Lord and Gamora obviously are yeah. getting to that coupling up point.
2: Yeah, but I think they're going to keep. I, I think they'd keep Mantis and Drax as like just good friends yeah. because they they work well together as just kind of their characters even like the the moment where they first meet Mantis and Mantis is like can i pet your puppy
1: yeah it's
2: like <laughs> yeah and Rocket like snaps at her and he's yeah. just like oh, that's a practical joke i just made Be, it up yeah
1: is this this movie does a good job of really furthering the kind of Offbeat humor that Drax has—you yes. see a lot, you see it a little bit in the first one, but really this one really amps it up into into a good way. It's not negatively used, I don't think. I have sensitive nipples. <laughs> yeah, which ties into the end of the movie when best joke, I like yeah. payoff. I think. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, he puts on the vest and it's like, oh, my nipples. nipples the whole way. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know, you've got ego, you've got all these. Newer, newer characters, um, the Ravager culture kinda of built in. Um but we do- start to see like a descent amongst that Ravager yeah, group with Taserface. <laughs> um what so Taser shoot Tasers? Yeah. Taser Face yeah. <laughs> was played by Chris Sullivan. What do, what do I know him from? Um if you've watched Stranger Things Okay. Um trying to see what else he's been in that we went know him in. Really, that's been the Americans. Um, that's really been the kind okay. of it. Okay.
2: Well, he was pretty funny in it. Like, unintentionally funny. Like, yeah. he's taking his character completely seriously. And everyone else is just making fun of his name. Um, another running gag. But uh, pretty much, uh, yeah, Taserface incites a mutiny. Among the ravenger chip, and because he feels like Yondu is always so soft on Peter, um which he is, and you That's find out kind of yeah, well you find out later that it's like Yondu feels like a paternal connection with Peter, yeah, um and so it's uh it's interesting like you see the this sort of Yondu ship sort of erupt into chaos. Yondu loses his fin, which allows him to control his,
1: his arrow. arrow. Which Rocket ties group. into a great scene when they're locked up in the brig. Yeah,
2: you get a lot of, like, some good moments between Rocket and Yondu. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and I think Yondu teaches Rocket a lot.
1: He does. And he, you see that in the line where he's like, I you're me, yeah. Where Yondu's like, "Hey Rocket, you are me. You are an asshole by choice, not because you have to be." Yeah, and you can turn it around still.
2: Yeah, and
1: and it plays off at the at the end when Rocket gets back to the ship and Quill's not there and Yondu's not there and mm-hmm. Kamora gets ready to run after him and and he shocks her into unconsciousness and he's like, "I can't lose any more friends today."
2: Yeah, and then I think it. Really pays off in like Infinity War and Endgame, where you see Rocket dealing with that loss, where oh, he yeah. did lose everyone, everyone and, and
1: you see it like when he is on the stairs of the ship in Infinity in Endgame, and he's holding Nebula's hand.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's a Rocket really goes through a lot of character development, and especially because I guess technically he's.
1: A lot of his stories can be explored in in the third one, which comes out in five days.
2: Five days. From the day this reporting. It's already come out. Yeah, so. um, But, yeah, so we're excited for that. Um, But, yeah, so Ego is a planet. Um, He's a Kurt Russell planet. He's a Kurt Russell planet. But did you notice, like, the architecture of kind of, like, how he designed things? It felt kind of like like a mixture of, like, Babylonian and Indian, and like a blending of cultures. I, and I
1: think it makes sense because when you find out the story that he's been to all these planets and sn- I, I want to say snogged because of Harry Potter, but he's banged all these. He t- shagged t- them. <laughs> he shagged all these girls from his blackmeat.com website. Black people meat. Come on. <laughs> and Black meat
2: just sounds like, oh, you're going to buy a piece of dark meat. Smoked meat. <laughs> smoked meat. I don't know. Blackened um, chicken.
1: <laughs> but you see, he's gotten around in in his godly way. Yes. Yeah, so and he's trying to find his heir apparent in... The offspring, and they've all failed. He's been, you know, and that was Yondu's job is to find these kids for yeah. him. Um, and finally, he finds, you know, Quill is got the gift. He's got the yeah. the blue power inside of him.
2: Yeah, or he can connect to the blue light inside of with the, the ego. E- yeah. Ego. Um, so yeah, pretty much like just kind of backstory. It's like this whole thing, like egos playing the whole father card and trying to like, and he's really like. Catch. They play catch. They, but he's really manipulating Quill, and the big reveal is you you realize that he's been doing this for hundreds or thousands of years, and millennia.
1: Yeah, I mean, I talks about for he he. It took him millions of years to constitute his body and to create his planet.
2: Yeah, so he's been he's been trying to find his like what he calls his purpose. Um. And so pretty much he decided like he was looking for life and he found it very disappointing. (laughs) Very underwhelming. uh, He then decided that life should kind of be, all things should just be him. Um, So he went around to all these planets, placed a part of himself, like a seed of his himself of this blue light into each planet had it with the some of the inhabitants they had a child got the child to him because his whole plan would require more than one person one one, one more, more one, than one celestial yeah more yeah. than one and he doesn't know any other celestials um,
1: obviously he' didn't wait a lot wait around long enough to see the Eternals. yeah
2: well I don't think a lot of people even waited while watching the eternals um but so yeah so he he pretty much he finds that peter's the first one that did this but then the big reveal is that he's been doing this for a long time and there's like millions of bones of children of different races and different species um buried underneath his planet and they were all just the ones that he deemed a failure because they couldn't control the blue light um, and then as he is in the midst of trying to manipulate Peter and kind of push his friends away or like push him away from his friends um, uses some magic makes him see eternity which is a reference we'll probably get into that later, because I think they'll probably bring it up maybe in the third one. But yeah, he found out like that pretty much uh ego put the tumor in Peter's mom's head and Peter loses it. And that's uh that kicks off the end game pretty much where Rocket, Yondu and Kraglin and Groot are on their way to ego to rescue them because, yeah, like Yondu apparently, like, yeah, he was gathering all the kids, but had no idea what was going on, and once he found out he was when he grabbed Quill, and he was like, I'm not handing him over to that jackass
1: <laughs> yeah it's there's a lot of character growth in this movie for both Rocket Yondu um, I think Pretty much every character, maybe, um, yeah, maybe less Peter. Less Peter. This is more of you know him being manipulated. I think, but for Yondu,
2: helping him to get some closure. True. Like with his mom, because it's like the entire but how time. How much of it is
1: closure for us? Because of the what they said in the first movie that you're not all human.
2: Yeah, but yeah, we get to find out like what that other part is, but. I think just the closure of the fact that it wasn't just cancer that took his mom away and his dad was just... An a-hole? An a-hole. Well, he turns out to be an a-hole, yeah. but his dad is the one that killed his mom. Yeah.
1: And Which helps him get the rage to, to fight back. Oh, but it's an awesome scene. Yeah. <laughs> we'll,
2: we'll talk about that in a second.
1: So, and, and where I was going with this character growth piece is, especially with Yondu, um, you know, in the first movie, we kind of see, excuse me, that mountain beach made me Um, so we see Yondu kind of as this pirate king kind of guy in the first mm-hmm. one where he is helping the guardians fight against Ronan because it's, he's going to get paid. He's going to get the power stone out of it at the end. Yeah. Um. This one, you obviously see him start doing things more altruistic because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Or um,
2: to help people. To help, yeah.
1: And, you know, I think this, the end of this movie is very powerful emotionally um, where, you know, they've destroyed Ego, he has, uh, Rocket's given him one force field space suit and one rocket pack. That's all he has and left. That's all he has left. And the planet's blowing up, so they've got to obviously leave. And so he rockets up um, out of the atmosphere and puts the personal spacesuit on Quill mm-hmm. and keeps the rocket so he can hold on to him. And you can see that devastation in, in, in Star-Lord's face. And I think probably the one of the best lines of the movie is, he may have been your father, but he ain't your daddy. I thought the
2: best line was,
1: I'm, I'm Mary Poppins, Poppins y'all! <laughs> I mean... Spoiler alert, I mean, obviously if you've seen this, listening to this episode, you've probably seen our Facebook post, there's a good meme I'm using for that one for this
2: week. I'll have to check it out. Yes. um, Before I leave.
1: Yes. Um, So, you know, you you see that, you see that just emotional resonance and Cat just hit the doorstop and scared Adam, now he's (laughs) pooped his pants. (laughs) <laughs> I need to change my underwear um you see that carry over into the next scene during the Ravager funeral yes um, where all the Ravagers come back and even though they said that they wouldn't they wouldn't he would never see their their sigil their lights during their death yeah or during his death and they do show because he did the right thing he he finally redeemed himself with their code and within yep. their eyes um
2: And he cleaned house during his breakout scene of all the mutineers.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah, that'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and that was a great scene because you've got him and Rocket in their prison cell trying to tell Groot what they need out of the captain's quarters. Yeah, but he's a kid and doesn't understand. No, and he keeps coming back with an eyeball which... A toe? <laughs> no, the eyeball is funny because I wonder if that's the eyeball they give Thor in Infinity War.
2: Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah,
1: um, but, yeah The no. toe, um, he finally comes back with the new arrow rig. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Kraglin does because Kraglin is also remorseful for helping the mutineers. Yeah. Um, but that's a great scene where he puts the new arrow device on and just sits in the control center and watches video camera of his arrow just... Yeah. Tearing people a new one, literally. Yeah,
2: but I think that that goes back to his whole redemption um, in both the Eyes of the Ravengers and in the Eyes of Everyone. It's like he he had gotten to a point where he had to clean house and do the right thing. But there's a like the big thing with this film, and I mean it's with all of James Gunn's movies. There's a real good balance of humor and drama. So, like, with every James Gunn film, you've always had that balance. Like, everything, you you laugh a lot, but then that balance kind of... Yeah. It makes
1: those dramatic points hit and a little And usually you do a lot of laughing at the end of those dramatic moments. Yeah.
2: Um, or the comedic moments.
1: Yeah, or, the comedic moments, sorry. Yeah. I'm
2: like, I was not laughing when Yondu died.
1: No, it was... Yeah, I mean, it was sad. And he does a good well tying that... Like I said, tying that sorrow in through it where... They've got that funeral scene and all the The fireworks are going off. Yeah. And you've got Groot finally, like, hugging Drax and, like, resting with him. Yeah. Which, every time he saw Drax, he tried to beat him up. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, Because
2: Drax would be like, move over smaller,
1: tinier, stupider Groot. Yeah. (laughs) So... Let's let's address the other elephant in the room that we talked about during volume one: the music. Yes, better or worse. That was going to be my hot take. Okay, let's do hot takes. Hot
0: takes. What are they going to say this week? Okay, so
2: I, my hot take is was Awesome Mix 2 better than Awesome Mix 1?
1: I say yes. Okay. I'm, I, I, I'm I say on, yes.
2: I'm on the fence because there are certain songs in in 2 that I tend to Not really... Like, I'll skip them. But then there are songs in Awesome Mix 1 that I'll
1: sometimes skip. Um, But... See, for me, I... The reason why I think it's a better mix is because we've expected this mix. And they actually, I think, use some of the musical cues and the the soundtrack better. Yeah. For the moments. I mean, obviously we talking about Mr. Blue Sky during the beginning. Mm. Um, I really like them fighting to Fleetwood Mac and the chain. Yeah, that was um, a good I think that's one. a great use. Um, this uh, Sam Cook. Oh, with yeah. That romantic scene again with the headphones.
2: Yeah, that that came up really well. Um, the. Come a little bit closer when they're doing the prison break. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> um,
1: and then obviously the father and son father and son song. Yeah, my Cat scenes at the yeah. End.
2: that that one oh that got me during the funeral scene, so it's just this one I hate to say it like it had a little bit more heart. Maybe Yeah. Maybe that's kinda what Like, not saying that Awesome Mix 1 didn't have that, but this one definitely felt like it punctuated those really darker moments. Because, yeah, it's like, in the first one, like, really, like, your character that died was Groot. But this one, it's like, it's Yondu. And he ain't being put in a pot to grow back.
1: (laughs) No, no, he is not. Um, So...
2: But I guess uh yeah, so that that's that was my hot take. What do you got?
1: Um, so my hot take is gonna be I think the CGI was kinda of weak. Yeah. And I say that maybe because of compared to other MCU films, I mean there's a lot of C G I in the MCU Are we C. We're gonna
2: compare it to Modoc. <laughs> no.
1: I mean compare to just I mean the fact that Obviously, with this celestial world and everything going on, it's going to be very CGI-heavy. And there's yes. certain scenes where it just kind of took me out of it a little bit. Okay. Um, I mean, I do like the scene where Ego and Quill are fighting in the air, and Ego just makes a bigger rock form of himself, and Quill makes Pac-Man. Pac-Man with the sound effects.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, But it's just, for me, it's just kind of... I think some, some of the scenes just kind of took me out of it, honestly. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of that fight scene where it kind of took me out of it. But that's that's okay. Um, I think my other big hot take of this movie is just going to be I think it's certain parts they I think they pushed a little too much of the nebula Gamora. See, I actually thing. really liked I like it because you
2: finally get like them kind of finding a common ground.
1: A little bit. And I like that part of it. I think where it kind of detracted for me is, as good as it is, is the whole scene where they are... Where she crashes a ship in the memorial almost and it keeps kind of squinching forward in the tunnel. And then they're like, okay, now we're going to fight after the ship's crashed. Now we're going to do... I, I think you gonna shorten that scene a little bit and, and made it just as powerful and that's just me um, I do like the first part of the movie where she's been captured and she's chained up mm-hmm. and they blow up the back half of the ship where she's sitting and she's like you guys are all idiots or when she wants the the fruit in the basket and every time she yeah every time she almost grabs like, it that us, was a
2: perfect right. rule of three joke yeah because first time like Gamora says it's not right. And Drax comes down. She's trying to get it. It's like, it's not ripe. Yeah. And then she finally gets it, bites into it, and is like, it's not ripe. It wasn't ripe. Yeah. And so that was a good, like, setup payoff. Um, oh, yeah. And again, like, the setup of the whole, like, oh, I have sensitive nipples. <laughs> like, that's funny. And then, so like, one of the great jokes I love is when, like, Mantis is put Ego to sleep then all of a sudden like one of the ships blows up behind her and a metal piece hits her and knocks, knocks her out right. and, they, they and then up again. a second <laughs> oh yeah a second later Drax is like Mantis look out, out. <laughs> <laughs> so again like Dave Bautista steals a lot of the co- like the comedic moments oh from yeah it. he does um, like I laugh a lot with Rocket and that stuff but Dave Bautista
1: so what do you think about that Rocket scene where he's in the woods
2: that was a cool fight scene. Yeah. It's the ambush. So pretty much, uh, yeah, they, the, the Ravagers put a tracker on Quill's ship, and they were gonna go capture him for the bounty, and uh, yeah, Rocket single-handedly
1: takes on half the Ravagers. Yeah, now.
2: <laughs> but Yondu is just a little more crafty.
1: Well, when you have an arrow that you can whistle wherever you want, yeah. you really don't need to be. True. Short range, it could be a long range obviously a weapon. Alright, so any more hot takes for us today, Adam? No, that's about it. Alright. Go see the movie. Go see the movie before Volume 3 comes out, which yeah. has come out by the time this is released. Yeah. Um, so, Adam, let's wrap up Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay. What are your overall thoughts of this film? Is it is it a better movie than Volume 1? I think so. And where does it fit within your MCU hierarchy?
2: Oh, it's, it's up there. So, like, I will always say, like, my favorite official, like, MCU movie is uh, Thor Ragnarok. That one was great, but I'd probably put probably put Guardians 2 right behind it.
1: Okay.
2: Um, just kind of the humor, the drama, like, it all connected really well. Um, I think it is better than the, the first one, just the fact that it's the first one,
1: but more. (laughs) Yeah, you you've already been introduced to the characters, you already know who they are. We're not so far jumped into the future that they're a cohesive team yet. We're still kind of working that out. And we even see that in Infinity War where they're still not a cohesive team yet. Yeah,
2: they're still like, but in Infinity War, it's like, I think they kind of they have an idea of what each other needs to do. There's less infighting and um, but, uh, yeah, no, but I liked it. Cause yeah, you, you just get loads of character development for every character. Um, so, and, uh, yeah, Ego was a pretty scary looking villain. Yeah. A he planet.
1: He a planet villain. No bigger than a How Earth did he you
2: impregnate your
1: mom if he's a planet? planet yeah. <laughs> Um, you know and I, I agree with you I think this is my top five MCU films um, Thor Ragnarok is up there for me it's not my top one I think I think Endgame still might probably my top one mm-hmm. um, followed by No Way Home I like No Way Home yeah
2: but I just yeah I'm like that's my that's where I'm at I'm like I think it's a this one's a fantastic watch and uh, it's a fun it's a
1: fun adventure mm-hmm. okay Alright, folks, well that wraps up our discussion on Guardians of the Galaxy volume number two. Dos. Dos. Not dos fidanias, yes, just dos. Dose. <laughs> Alright, folks. Well, before we wrap up this episode, we have to do our geek wreck of the week.
0: It's time for the geek wreck of the week. What are the geeks going to recommend?
2: Alright, well, mine is going to be kinda Similar topic, um, about it. What a little over a year ago, they came out with a Guardians of the Galaxy video game. Um, I think made by Ido's. Yes. Guess. Yep. So um, it's not directly canon or connected so much to. No, um, it's this. like
1: it's like the Marvel Avengers game. Yeah, they use the character designs, and that's pretty much
2: it yeah but it's kind of like yeah it's just character design that sort of stuff but it's a fun it's a really fun kind of action platformer with some light rpg elements um but yeah if you like guardians of the galaxy i would recommend that video game i think it was on xbox game pass for a while i don't know if it's if it's on playstation's equivalent but Game came out a long time ago. So like a couple years, yeah. It's yeah, like a year and year and a half, year two, I don't know. But hey, if you might be able to pick it up on Discount, it is a fun, like couple hour adventure. Um, really great soundtrack on that one as well. So
1: all right. So my wreck of this week, um, we talked about it briefly before we started the recording all the different trailers that came out this week for films. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have... Which you're probably
2: going to have more to talk about
1: because... Yeah.
2: After Guardians comes out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So you've got The Flash official trailer came out. You have, um, The Hunger Games prequel uh, trailer came out which looks really good. I never really got into The Hunger Games. I did because of my wife. I didn't see the first one until I met her. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like them. They're, They're good. Um, this one looks really interesting since it's a prequel and it takes place like how they are televising it and getting people to watch younger games and that kind of part of it. It's also Snow's backstory. Okay. Um, and it's got Peter Dinklage as a a lead. So it's very much like a house of the dragons. (laughs) Yes. And then you have, um, uh, the flash, I saw that, um, the new transformers actually looks interesting. Um, it's, the kind of it, it, They tie in the, the Beast Wars characters. Yeah. And Michelle Yeoh is in it. Yeah, she's She's got the... You win an Oscar, you know. <laughs> Which you I everything. will say, Michelle Yeoh, for those who don't know, obviously I'm a, we talked about my Star Trek fandom, she has been confirmed to uh, be in her own uh, direct-to-paramount movie for Star Trek, playing her uh, Empress character. So... That's gonna be fun. Alright. Alright, folks. Well that wraps up another episode of Have a Drink Some Geeks podcast. We have finished our drinks. We have talked about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes. And we are not sponsored by BlackMeat.com.
2: BlackpeopleMeat.com. How are we gonna get sponsored by them if you can't get the name right?
1: Well, I still like black meat better than black people meat. Okay,
2: well we'll take we'll put a poll out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who should be our first fictional sponsor? Or, or
2: which one do you like better? Blackpeoplemeat.com or blackmeat.com? I think black people meet is the better one it's much more clear about what it is that's
1: why i like the other one because it's more vague are you going to get black forest Ham or are you going to get something a little bit more nefarious well
2: mine is more like oh is it a dating site for for black people or is it a thing of black
1: dicks mine i think is a little better on that part. nope nope all right well, that wraps up our episode, folks. Make sure you give us a like, a listen, a comment, a follow, a rating, a a vote on Black People Meat versus Black Meat. Um, and you'll find those on Geek Drink Pod, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, tw- uh, I said Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah, I already said Twitter. All of, all of them. You'll find us on Black Meat, BlackPeopleMeat.com, Only Farmers, um, Christian Mingle, Chihuahua Enthusiast. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Alright, folks. Well, thanks for listening. Make sure you tell a friend. If you go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, um, tell a friend to tune into our episodes where we talk about the holiday special or Volume 1 or 2 and soon to come 3. Probably when in June we'll probably talk about that one.
2: Yeah, we kind of want to let it Let it marinate in people's brains for a
1: bit. and Avoid spoilers. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening, and everyone have a great geek week. All right. Take it easy.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye.